0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past
1: few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Ziminoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Ziminoff.
2: Good afternoon, good morning, whatever day, time of day it is where you're joining us from. We're excited that you're here. This is your host, Marie Ziminoff, and you've joined the Career Confidant to hear what you can do, the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career. And as we do from time to time, we like to bring in guests to share their expertise. And I'm excited today to have one of our career thought leaders associates. So the pinnacle of the of the careers industry here, one of the career thought leaders associates joining us today, Stacey Harshman. And Stacy is a career management coach and she's worked as a recruiter and now helps people with their discovering their life's purpose and vision. So very fun to have Stacy with us and, and very fun for me because I very rarely get to talk to someone in my own time zone, let alone someone who graduated from the same university. So Stacy, we're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So today we're going to talk about resigning from a job and Stacey, tell me a little bit about what someone should do to prepare when they know they're going to leave their
3: job. Well, one of the first things that a person should do is to think about the time period. You need to allow proper time for your notice. Most handbooks, employee handbooks, will have the time that an organization requires, but I'd say the most usual is between two and four weeks. So you really need to be aware of that and give proper notice. And then you really want to think through what type of projects you're working on and wrap up as many as you can. And then when you finally do leave, it's really nice to have a status report of everything that you weren't able to finish for your replacement. Another thing that you want to look at is the company's reference checking policy. Some organizations require your written permission to give references. And the way that the job market is now, statistics say that the average job lasts 4.3 years. So it's likely this will not be your last job. It's likely that you're going to be out there searching for another job. So that's why it's very important to be aware of your company's reference checking policy because it's likely that you're going to need a reference in the future. Some other things that you might want to look at is... Your unused vacation time you <laughs> take time off, so you need to be aware of, of what you're going to be owed. And then you also want to start going through your personal files and your computer. Take off anything that you will need in the future. And some things that I'm thinking about are like health care, insurance information, recommendation letters, that type of thing that you'll want to save in the future. Some companies, after you give your resignation, will escort you out the door. And so in that situation, you want to be prepared if that happens. It certainly does not happen with every company, but some companies will do that. So it's just better to be prepared if you're ever in that situation. And then finally, you need to prepare a formal resignation letter to hand to your manager.
2: Okay, so before we kind of get into the letter itself, what do you see as some of the mistakes people make when they're getting ready to resign? It sounds like you've talked about some of the things they should do. What are some of the most common mistakes people make when they're getting ready to resign? One
3: common mistake is they resign And then they think it's a time that they can slack off and and not really do their job. And that's really a mistake because, again, you need those references. So you really need to keep doing your job just as, as best as you can.
2: Yes, definitely. And as you said, to make sure that they're kind of giving themselves time and maybe even preparing for negative reactions I gave notice once at a job and and um, there was a lot of negative response that I didn't expect Um, Mm -hmm. and so thinking about you know what what might people's reactions be and how am I going to manage that so those would all be good things to prepare for okay so let's talk a little bit about the the resignation letter itself what what goes in a resignation letter
3: well, some people think that it has to be a long, drawn-out letter, but really it should be very, very simple. So the first paragraph should just be informing your manager that you are... Res-
2: oh, did we lose you, Stacy? Well, hopefully we'll get her back. But I agree with the short and sweet resignation letter, right? No, no drama, doesn't need to have any extra detail in it, just something that um, gives the, the facts, if you will. Oh, are you back?
3: I don't know exactly what happened there, so sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. So, yes, as I was saying, that it, the first paragraph can just be as simple as I'm resigning and the effective date. You do not have to give why you're resigning. You really don't even have to tell where you're going to, so it can be very simple. The second paragraph can be thanking the company and the manager for opportunities And then the third paragraph can just be a simple sentence, such as, if I can be of any help during this transition, please let me know. So just a very, very simple letter. But I think it's important to have that letter written and i suggest that you hand it to your manager if at all possible i know some situations are remote but if you can have the person on the phone while you're giving your resignation is much preferable to emailing it
2: yeah some of those details we don't think about how are we going to navigate the the bureaucracy of our company
3: right exactly Exactly. And some people think that you really have to give all the reasons that you're leaving, and you really don't. It's really not the time to give those reasons.
2: Perfect. And so it's in some ways similar to answering some of those questions in an interview, why did you leave or um, why were you fired? We don't need all the details. We don't need all the drama. It's just these are the facts, and, and I love the thank you for the time and the opportunities. It's a great structure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And so would you recommend a similar structure? Let's say that you've been asked to resign, or maybe you have to sign a disclosure, and so it's looking like a normal resignation. Would I write the same kind of letter?
3: Yeah yes, it'd be a a simple letter also. I I just don't think it's the time or the place to give all those reasons around it. Again, it's just a very simple letter, like you said, with no drama in it. And remember too that this is going to be part of your personnel file. So when a company may call in in the future for a reference, this is one of the first pieces of paper that HR is going to see. So again, we don't want to have any drama in it, we just want it to be as simple as possible.
2: Okay, good, good. That's going to follow you around, it's going to be there, whatever you decide to write.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I know what it's if you oh, go ahead? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I know it's tempting sometimes to provide all that data, but just keep it simple.
2: So, what if um, we're submitting this wonderful resignation and you said that, you know, do it in phone or, or in person. What if you have to do it by email? Any recommendations there?
3: Well, it, again, you're, you're keeping it simple through the email too. I, I always think it's nice to have some no, advance notice to your manager when he, he or she receives this resignation. So if at all possible to try to talk to your manager in over the phone, I just think it's so much better than to surprise a manager by email. So, if at all, try to at least call your manager before it. Okay, good,
2: good. All right, so let's say that we're getting ready to submit this resignation or we actually submit it and the company comes back and says, you know, we're willing to do something different to keep you. What might that look like? When does that happen? Do you have any examples of when people are getting counter offers?
3: Yes. Um, that That is a, a definite scenario. You give your resignation, and then the, the manager may come back and say something like, well, we consider giving you a promotion. Would more money at this point be enough to have you stay? And it's really, really, really flattering to get that because you you feel valuable. You really have to think through what is going to change. Most often, you're not resigning just because of money. Often, it's many, many other things that are in the mix. So... At a research study uh, that I thought was interesting, where the research company looked at how many people actually were at a company if they took the counter offer, and they found out that six out of every hundred employees were with their company after 12 months. So <laughs> the percentages are very low that you are going to be happy with your company even if you've received a counter offer. So I think it's really preferable to really think through the pros and cons before you decide to accept a count of offer because often it's much more than just money.
2: Okay, yeah, good food for thought and to think through why someone is leaving and what might make sense when you're doing negotiations, if you will, in, in a counteroffer situation. Very interesting. So, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes but we're going to continue talking with with our with Stacy here, our wonderful guest Stacy, about resigning from a job. We know it's a sticky situation. Hopefully you're you're doing it on your own accord and there are some things that you can do to make that an easier process and to make it something that will not follow you around for the rest of your days as you try to advance your career. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
1: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
2: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on
1: guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is Marie, and we are joined today by Stacy Harshman, a career coach who is talking with us about how to resign without burning your bridges. So we've been talking about how to prepare for resigning. And Stacey shared some great tips in terms of making sure that you can give proper notice, that you're finishing up your projects, that you know what the reference checking policy is. I would add that you've made sure your LinkedIn profile doesn't connect to your corporate email address but to your personal email address you can still leave your corporate address on there so that if people have that they can still connect to you but your primary login is not your corporate email address and of course that you have all of your personal items off of that corporate computer. Then we talked a little bit about how to resign and the letter and um, I'll let Stacy give an overview of that but before we do that I just want to talk a little bit about this counteroffer piece that we were talking about so I use my husband as an example quite a bit he's an engineer at a local company and when he was first starting out at this company he was hired as a sales engineer it's a great position he's a very um outgoing guy so it worked really well for him and after a few years maybe three or four or five years of that he thought okay now I want to get into doing more engineering right mechanical engineering degree And so he applied for a applications engineer position at a different part of the company, a different business unit, and got an interview. And when you do that within most organizations, and especially within his, you notify your managers that you're doing such things, right? Interviewing at other places in the company. And so he received a counter offer to stay where he was and to take an applications engineering position internally. And, and it actually worked out really great. He got positioned highly within the in application engineering group or you know fairly highly for where he was in terms of starting out. And it worked really well and, and he's still there and three or four years later. So thinking about the counteroffer, of course, you've got to think about why you're leaving. And in this case, the why had nothing to do with the organization or his boss, but simply with the type of work he wanted to do. And they offered him the ability to do that type of work. So just an interesting different twist on the counteroffer story. And Stacy, I don't know if that is something you talk to people about as well, if they get counteroffers internally.
3: Yes, that is a common thing to have happen too, and I think it's a a better offer internally because it's not like you're wanting to leave the company, you're just perhaps at that point wanting to do something different. So that does change the scenario. When you're leaving a company and they give you a counter offer, more often it is a a money type thing rather than changing your work situation.
2: Yeah, or that you don't like the people that you work with or as data would show, the most likely thing is that you don't get along with your direct boss, and so those are all things to think about.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: And nothing is ever all roses, right? With this um, change in in work, my husband still had to do his old job for a little while while he was doing his new job, and, you know, definitely not all, all roses, probably whether you choose to stay or choose to go. It's just knowing the reasons that you're doing that.
3: Right, right. And I think it's helpful to have a list of pros and cons for leaving and to get it down on paper because sometimes we think about it, but when you get it down on paper, that really helps you to see and helps you to make a wise decision.
2: Yeah, and, and really thinking about what, what is it going to look like when you move either place. I don't know that My husband sat down and did that, but he probably could have imagined that he'd end up doing his old job for a while while doing his new job, and is that going to be okay? Is that going to hurt your chances or hurt your promotion ability or, you know, just not be what you need for your life at that point?
3: Right. So let's talk a little... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, it's a lot to think about.
2: (laughs) It is. That's why people use coaches, right?
3: That's right. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. I've had people, maybe in kind of a similar situation, get offered a buyout, or the company is offering a buyout. Right. A lot of people are at that age where, you know, do you do you stay or do you take a buyout? And that's a that's a very challenging decision as well.
3: It is, yes. And a lot goes into that because sometimes you're at the point in your career where you can take some time off and do something totally different. So it's another option to throw in the mix. Kind of its own little idea
2: of resignation. But So right. if we're thinking about resigning and we we do our letter and you kind of went through the paragraphs there, do you mind just giving a short Review of what you said to put into the three paragraphs of the resignation letter?
3: Sure. The first paragraph is informing your manager that you're resigning. And you want to give an effective date of when you're resigning. The second paragraph is thanking the manager and the organization for the opportunities that you were given. And then the third paragraph can just be a short sentence, such as, if I can be of any help during this transition, please let me know. So it's ending on a very positive note. And then, sincerely, and your name. So just a very simple, short letter.
2: Yeah, we're maybe talking seven seven to eight sentences total, right?
3: Correct. Mm -hmm. Very easy to write. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. So we submit our resignation letter. We talk to our, our manager, and they say, you know, we do an exit interview. And maybe it's with HR, maybe it's with the hiring manager. What ways do you hear of companies doing exit interviews today?
3: Well, it varies a lot. I think the most usual is having HR do an exit interview. But I've recently heard of one company that conducted four different exit interviews. It was the manager, it was HR, I believe it was a coworker, and then an executive. It was a smaller company, so they had resources to to do exit interviews. I I, I guess, but that was a lot. <laughs> Normally, it's just one exit interview by HR. Okay. So,
2: what questions do they usually ask in those types of interviews? What could people expect?
3: Well, the main one is why you are leaving. And that's one that you need to prepare for. It's very, very tempting if you've had a negative experience to really tell all about that negative experience. And the reason that it's tempting is because you think you might be helping the company. But in my experience and in the experiences that I have read about, it's very, very unlikely that sweeping changes are going to result from your negative comments. The other thing is when I conducted exit interviews myself, we always sent the interview to the manager, regardless of what that person said. So you might think that it is a confidential interview between HR and yourself, and often it is not. So can you imagine if you had negative comments, they went straight to your manager, and then a little while later, you're needing to get a reference, and that manager is is remembering those negative comments that you made. It could actually end up hurting you much more than it could help the company. So my advice is if you have negative comments that you'd like to share, it's better just to keep those to yourself because it's probably going to hurt you more than it's going to help the company.
2: Perfect. So thinking through... You know, it's not the time to vent, and we might be going in there with that attitude, or you might be going in there with that attitude of, you know, the company really needs to know this so that yeah. they can do better, um, and that may be very philanthropic of us, but it does, it's not going to do anything.
3: It's likely not to. Um, The other thing is they may not even believe you. Say you're talking about a person that's in a high position of power. They may think, oh, you are just sour grapes because you're leaving. So they may not even believe you. They may think you are just venting and um, um, just may not believe you at all. So it's just better not to say anything.
2: Well, and I think in some cases, too, they already know. Like if that could five people have left that department in the last month, it's not like you need to tell them the manager is ineffective. They either are going to figure that out or they're not, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not your place to really say it either at this point because if five people have left, they're likely not going to do anything anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah or they're they're taking they may be doing something about it, and they just didn't do it fast enough for it to make a difference for you. That could be yes mm-hmm. so there kind no of co- giving them the benefit of the doubt. so are there any recommendations you would give to people of what to say to answer that question? Why are they
3: leaving? I would just try to keep it on a positive note. You're leaving to advance your career, to try something different, Um, you know, just on a positive note, talking about your personal situation rather than complaining or giving negative comments about the company. So um, doing that, or if you have to, just leaving it on a neutral point. Not good, not bad, just neutral. And that way you're still leaving with, that you've given the exit interview, you've you've given some information, but not leaving with that negative information.
2: Okay, good. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for sharing about the Ways that people can resign without burning bridges. I want to give you a few seconds here to tell people how they can connect with you on LinkedIn or your website. How do you prefer that people can connect with you? And I know you had a special thing that you were giving away. So tell them about that as well.
3: Sure. Um, A lot of times we don't think about what we need to prepare for when we resign. So I give people a resignation checklist, and it's broken down on planning to leave, what you want to do, after you give your resignation, what you should do, and then after you leave the company. There are certain things that you should do after you leave the company too. So I would be happy to email that resignation checklist out to anybody who emails me. And my email is Stacy S T A C Y at yourfulfillinglife.com. dot com, and then my webpage is yourfulfillinglife.com. dot com.
2: Well, thank you so much for sharing um, your tips with us and for being willing to email your tips to everyone who's listening. Hopefully they'll take you up on that. That's a very generous offer. And Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, if you're listening, don't go away. We're going to come back here and And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about how these tips can translate into other sticky situations that you might have when you're leaving or interviewing after you've left. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Mm -hmm.
1: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Calling all CFOs, finance and risk professionals. Your call to action is to help your company achieve financial excellence. How? Master risk management, cost control, and strategic decision making by implementing game-changing technology advances such as in-memory computing plus mobile and cloud deployments and more. Where? Learn from top thought leaders each week on Financial Excellence with Game Changers presented by SAP. Join us for Financial Excellence with Game Changers presented by SAP. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on The Business Channel.
0: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. We just got done talking with Stacy Harshman about how to resign from your job without burning bridges. And she had a, a very generous offer for you to send her an email, and she'll send you her resignation checklist, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at yourfulfillinglife.com. And she just gave some great advice that I think is well taken for many different transitions you might be having and on both sides of the fence. So whether you're resigning because you want to or you're resigning because someone else told you to, this handout sounds like it'll be a great opportunity to make sure that you cover all your bases and tie up all those loose ends. And it seems to be maybe in another little pocket here of layoffs So just thinking about that, that sometimes companies do layoffs, sometimes companies do kind of, they fire you, but they give you the opportunity to resign, right? And there are steps that we want to take to make sure we manage any of those things as well as we can, and don't burn our bridges while we're going through that process. Now, if you handle that process well, right, and you're making this checklist, you're finishing up your projects, that can be great. As Stacy said, you have to be prepared for the fact that when you give your notice, even voluntarily, for your own reasons, you may be escorted out of the building or given a shorter amount of time to make that transition than you think you will. So you might want to, if possible, and you can do it under the radar, do some of those steps before you even submit that resignation, get your projects ready to hand off some of those pieces and just think through who you need to talk to, maybe even have a little resignation plan, right? Who are you going to talk to? How are people going to react? How is that going to be handled by you? And what's the process within your company to go through the resignation to have an exit interview what do you know about that process or what can you find out about that process by reading through your hr handbook and other other resources that you might have available to you the short and sweet thing short and sweet in your resignation letter that is going to follow you through to your interview right we talk about that it's a good time to talk about that in a reminding kind of way that when you're talking about why you were laid off, or even why you were fired, or why you resigned from your last position, that same theory applies. Short, sweet, positive, if You, if you feel at all like you can do it genuinely. I left that position because I wanted to do more of this. I left that position. There's this great opportunity. I left that position. Uh, it wasn't using all of my skill sets, whatever it might be. Those might be the positive types of answers. Courses, as Stacy said, you can always go with the neutral kinds of answers, right? It just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. Be careful of the word just. So it, it wasn't a good fit. There were other opportunities. Whatever it might be that, that could be more neutral. That is something you want to think about. On paper in an interview because just as you are writing and whatever you write will follow you around so will what you say and that's the main reason we want to be prepared for these situations is thinking about what we are doing why we're doing it and how we're going to handle it, it is very important to do upfront because sometimes emotions can fly high People can be upset that you're leaving. People can feel like you didn't do what you were supposed to do before you left. Or you you can be highly emotional. Maybe you're upset with that boss that, that you're leaving. And knowing how you're going to handle the situation will help you keep that emotion out of it. And that's really what we want to do. We want to keep the emotion out of it as much as possible. No drama, right? No drama. No drama in writing. No drama in your interviews. It's just not going to be helpful for you. And if you've thought through what you're going to say and talked through how you're going to answer those questions, you'll be prepared to handle the emotion that's going to come up when you're saying it. If you've said it a couple of times beforehand, hopefully that emotion can be controlled. So walking into an exit interview, I think is probably the most difficult thing that you can do. And it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if it's a board, a nonprofit board that you're leaving or a job. When you walk into that exit interview, the organization sometimes wants to know what they can do to make you better. Sometimes someone in that room wants you to be the sword that they can't be or that your boss is refusing to be that finally cuts through the junk and says this is the reality but that's not your responsibility that's not your job and unfortunately although I think most organizations are figuring this out nobody ever says anything helpful during an exit interview because you can't right you can't say anything helpful without being hurtful and there's no there's no purpose to being hurtful because as Stacy said, most of the time, nothing changes, nothing gets done. Right? We all know that change happens from within an organization with people that have the authority, if you will, at the higher levels to make that change. And unless you're the CEO who's resigning, that's probably not you. So saying those negative things is just gonna hurt you And probably not help the company make any change there or really make you feel any better. It might make you feel better for a little while. And then when you know that your boss is talking, your next boss, potential boss, is talking to your old boss, you probably won't feel very confident anymore. And I think this is the challenge for all of us who might have some kind of, ethical rub with our company do you tell people what's going on what are the what are the consequences of doing that do you leave right those are all hard decisions that we have to make and we know that depending on our industry and our community and some of those things it may mean that we have to change careers i worked with an individual once who had Reported on her organization for a very worthy reason something that I would also not have just left about and Had to change careers because in a small community word got around that this person Was too much of a perfectionist. I'm sure that's what people are saying to uh, To let into your your organization So it's all thinking about what? What does that look like? What are the pros and the cons? Just similar to what we were talking about in terms of whether even you take the a counteroffer or you leave, but then how are you going to handle that? What do you want to say? And in the end, you know, 10 years from now, what will matter? What will you look back on and, and think about how you handled that situation and answering those questions for yourself ahead of time instead of looking back 10 years later and going, oh, I wish I would have handled that differently. You may still wish (laughs) that you handled it differently, but at least you'll have thought through how you wanted to handle it and planned and done the best that you could. One of the other interesting things I thought Stacey brought up is that these pieces of paper, your resignation letter are part of your permanent file, which means that HR will look at them. If you ever want to work there again, they'll be part of your file. And that's important for us to think about, right? What we write. And even if you're going into an annual review, what you write, what you say, will be part of your permanent file. And we don't want to overdo it with that, but we do want to be careful. You know, I know annual reviews can get hurried and you're just shoving stuff in there to get it done and most annual reviews these days it seems like the you employee write something before you go into the meeting with your boss. And when you do that, there's this hurry to get it done. And you want to think about what could that look like if you wanted to come back to the company in five years. How is that If it is during a review, how is that going to help you get a promotion or help you get where you want to go? Just to take the time and and take those things seriously and remember to stay with just the facts. No drama, no over-embellishment. You don't want someone to be able to pick that apart later and say you didn't really do this, you didn't really do that, and it would hurt your chances of getting where you want to go burn burn that bridge with someone that you work with. So we're talking about lessons here that come out of Stacy's conversation and advice around how to avoid burning bridges when you are resigning. Again, I think a lot of that advice applies to whether you're resigning on your own res- because you've been asked to and you're answering those types of questions in an exit interview or in the next job interview. These are all great things to consider. Keep it short, just the facts, no drama, and to really be prepared and plan through how you're going to handle those situations. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, I'm going to give you a few more little pieces of wisdom here to take with you as you move forward in your career and maybe you're making some difficult decisions around making a move should you stay should you go is the grass greener on the other side we'll be back in just a few minutes we'll answer that question as we close out our time here today on the career confidant
1: Visit getcareersmart.com to find out more. That's getcareersmart.com or call 800 521 2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business
0: Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a advantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant.
2: This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And in case you missed it, I'll give it to you one more time. Stacy Harshman offered to give you her resignation chart checklist if you emailed her at stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at yourfulfillinglife.com. And she gave us some great advice around how to handle that resignation, how to prepare for it. And I'll just highlight one other thing that she talked about That we want to talk to our manager first by phone or in person. So this is not the kind of conversation you want to have via email, right? No breaking up with your boss via email or texting. It's a conversation, a prepared letter that you have. And again, even in that conversation, you want to stay as positive, positive, or as neutral as you can. Uh, know that processing that emotion before you get there for one reason or another, right? Whether you're upset, whether you're nervous about talking them to them, whether you are feel like you let them down because you're leaving, whatever it is that is the emotional part of it that's coming up for you and yes we all have emotions so don't try to fool yourself and think that it's not going to happen because you're a big tough guy and those emotions will come out in some ways and not always good so thinking about that processing that processing that before you go in and again having that phone or in person conversation with your letter prepared your checklist already half through so that you know you're you've thought through what you want to do you're comfortable with your decision you've thought through the impact on others you know that you can help with the transition if they will allow you you feel comfortable and ready to have that conversation before you start it that's goes back to this idea of being able to sort through that decision very in-depth so that you can do this well. You don't want to decide this on a whim. You don't want to have this be an emotional reaction that you're making because you're going to have to deal with it. And if you haven't thought through why and what you're going to say and how it's going to work, you're going to end up in burning a bridge. So Stacy talked a little bit about that six out of a hundred people who stayed for a counter offer were still with the company 12 months later. Six out of a hundred. So what that means is not necessarily that you shouldn't accept a counter offer, but that you should know why it is that you're leaving And what it means to you to be somewhere else. And most of the time, if you have the opportunity, done that before you even started interviewing with new companies. Because you don't want to go out of the frying pan into the fire. You don't want to leave thinking that the grass is going to be greener and find out it's not. Which happens a lot. Just because you get an offer from another company doesn't mean it's going to meet the needs that you have today. So that comes back to figuring out why you're leaving. What aren't you getting that you need? What are you getting too much of? What part of it is you? And that's a a difficult question, but something that I think you have to answer. And you may still leave, even because part of it's you, but that may be something you want to do differently at your next job. Communicate better with your boss, communicate better with your team, whatever it might be, but planning ahead and knowing your part in whatever is going on is, is important. And most of the time, yeah, we do have a part, right? And we can decide how we want to do that differently at our next job but really sitting down and thinking about a few things. So what are you looking for out of work? What are you hoping that work is gonna add to your life? Is it money? Is it that elusive thing called work-life balance? Is it more flexibility? Maybe a better way to talk about work-life balance. Is it a different skill set you want to use? Is it the people that you work with and what is it about those people? Do they not value the same things? Do they have different skill sets in mind that they need? When we think about kind of the issues with others, it's good to dig in a little bit more there What is it that doesn't work? Is it their communication style? A lot of times it comes down to value, right? That they don't value the same things you do. Whether that's precision or creativity or maybe it's that they don't give you the opportunity to use this skill set. Whatever it is. And they're probably not giving you not giving you the ability, but it doesn't fit with the company, right? And if you can have that conversation first, one, then it won't be surprising to your boss when you decide to resign because they knew, he or she knew that you were looking for an opportunity to use X, Y, or Z skills, or that you really valued the ability to take care of a customer and it just doesn't seem like that's part of the, the team's goal. Again, not a negative or a positive, but just not it's just not part of the, the team that you're with. Maybe their goal is more focused on product delivery or whatever it might be that's also important to the business. But if you can dig in and figure out what that really is, and again, maybe have a conversation about it with your boss, You not only could save yourself the job where you are, you may be able to find a better position for yourself within your company, or at least you'll know what you're looking for when you go into that interview. What questions should you be asking to make sure that this opportunity does fit with what you're looking for? What questions should you be asking to see if the style or values of this manager and this team are gonna be a better fit. Because if you don't, you might end up in one of the many who make that transition and find out that the grass really isn't greener or that maybe the, the problem followed you there because we really didn't dig down and find the root of it before we made the transition. So, before you sit down to resign, we hope that you'll go through Stacy's preparation checklist and really think about why and what it is that's not working, what it is that you do need out of an an opportunity for it to be a better fit. And of course, you can always catch us here every Monday at 6 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Mountain Time, where I am, on the Career Confidant. And you can always reach me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant.